Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on finding me time when you're busy with Sarah Ahmed. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. We're excited to have you here, Sarah. To start, do you mind just giving us all a brief introduction to who you are? Yep, for sure. I'm Sarah, as was noted, and I'm a new grad technical writer at Salesforce and also pursuing a master's in marketing at Santa Clara University part-time. Yeah, I'm pretty passionate about digital equity, accessibility, education. Hope I can somehow someday combine my hodgepodge skill set to make an impact in those areas. But for now, I am starting out at Opal, which is very, I don't know, I think it somehow is related to those passions. I'm an OG Opalite, and I've been helping yes. out with marketing and product design um, since early 2020. Yeah, find a mentor, everybody. <laughs> which is crazy, Sarah. And very excited to be chatting with you. I think you're the first Opalite to join me on the show, which is oh. thrilling. I know, which makes sense because as Sarah said, she's an OG. And I've had the honor of knowing her for years, even a little bit before Opal. And without fail, Sarah, you always have a lot on your plate. So I'm excited to chat with you about this particular topic. And I'm sure finding me time for you took some trial and error before you really found what works for you. Maybe you're still in the trial and error phase. I know I am. So how do you go about finding me time when you're busy? How do you personally go about it? Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. I guess I definitely learned the importance of finding me time the hard way, um, as I'm sure many other overloaded students have. First step was just setting simple boundaries. I remember during my early uni days, like staying up till 3 a.m. doing coding projects, going to like every club meeting on campus, even though like not all of them were like my favorite and going to the gym every day. Who knows what else? And then surprise, surprise, I burnt out at the end of sophomore year. So I think just like saying no to things that like don't really make me happy is like that whole like brings you joy idea, right? Like if it doesn't bring you joy, like just say no. Then setting a bedtime for myself, um, those two were like small steps in making me time. But yeah, they saved me so much energy. And then I could use that energy for things I actually wanted to do and homework. Yeah. And then and homework. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like nowadays, um much more intentional about me time because I don't know, my prefrontal cortex is more developed or something. And I build it into my schedule. I've tried to like buff up on relevant self-care skills like time management. And then making my work from home space really cozy and like just nice has helped a lot. Um kind of finding like micro me time mm. during the day. Like I have these little oh, this one. Yeah. These little squishies. Where can I hold them up? Yeah. They're just fun to squish during meetings and it's just like my little me time between words. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love this phrase that you just use micro me time. I've never heard this, Sarah, but I think that's super important because when we talk about like self-care, me time sort of thing, I think people imagine that they need to, you know, like take themselves to the gym or like go on a long walk or, you know, take like weeks long vacation, but you can have like little moments throughout the day too that can count as me time. I love this. I love this. Also, how's that going setting a bedtime? Because, um, I will pretend I'm asking for a friend, but I'm really asking for myself. I I can't. I mean, even if I say, oh, I really want to go to bed by 11 p.m. every night or midnight, it just doesn't happen. So how do you control that? Or how do you really stay strict with that in particular? I think first was just like finding when do I 
naturally start feeling tired and sleepy, which for me is around like 11-ish. So I was like, okay, 11 is my bedtime. And like, I'll just like go into bed at 11, whether I'm like actually tired or not. And then mm. I read a book or I don't know, something non-screeny until I fall asleep. Yes. I think that non-screeny term right there was probably <laughs> the most important thing. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I'm going to, I'm feeling inspired, Sarah. I need to start doing that as well. So moving on, well, similar vein here. What is your relationship with this concept of rest? And this whole season, this the theme this season is all about rest and what it means and what the heck does work-life balance even mean? Is it is it real or is it something we're all just trying to achieve and it doesn't actually exist? Do you see rest as the enemy? Like, is it taking away from something more important or do you see it more as a friend that maybe you should hang out with a bit more than you do? I mean, I've always loved rest, um, but not, I guess, in the same way some people like rest. Like, I don't love sleeping or napping. Mm. But I like just, like, chilling. Um, so it's never been in any of mine. Um, more like a friend that lives across the street and has, like, strict parents that don't let me come over, no matter how much I knock <laughs> on the door. Um, yes, right within my reach, but blocked by yes. the walls of society. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think like I like to take rest, like, you know, just like sitting and like staring out the window and like staring into nothingness, like just into the abyss um, is how I rest. I, I'm not a napping mm -hmm. person, but I remember like, you know, the guilt of taking a break used to be like a really big thing for me because I'd be like, I could be like emailing somebody right now instead right. I'm sitting here. But I think just being mindful of the after effects of taking rest. So like, you know, I take like five minutes to stare out the window and I feel so refreshed afterwards that I can actually like think. Mm -hmm. So just being mindful of that, reminding myself every time I start feeling guilty that, hey, this will feel really good after five minutes and it will actually make you more productive later. So, yes. Yeah. I guess on that note, do you think the biggest, what do you think the biggest benefit of rest is? Is it the fact that we can be more productive to work later or that we're forcing ourselves to be like mindful for a moment what do you think the base benefit is i think it's just like being not mindful but just like living in the moment mm -hmm. at least for me like i'm always thinking like before and after and whenever i rest i'm just like i'm just here and that is life and that is all like so it's not for, so much the productivity for me it's more just yeah. actually noticing life going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Well, also similar question though, because there are some people that have the opposite mindset essentially where they will not rest. They will not rest <laughs> until it's bedtime and they have to sleep and close their eyes because they're part of some hustle culture or they happen to fill their plate, which I know you and I both do, right? Like we fill our plate and some days, <laughs> you know, if the thousand things you're involved in have meetings, like each of them have one meeting a day and all those are back to back, your schedule is like jam packed and maybe you just don't have time to rest. Um, so some people have that sort of schedule and I'm sure you and I have those sort of schedules some days, but what do you say to people, anyone who views rest as a weakness, as in it's taking away from something, some greater potential, I guess. I guess it very much depends on the person and what is like motivating them to do things in life. But if like, say, 
getting ahead in your career is their motivation, then resting could be viewed as just like something that will support your career by giving you more energy and more mental space to actually do the things that will further your career. And I guess if somebody's goal in life is just to be happy and they think that like getting a really high paying job will make them happy. I guess something to keep in mind is that like rest will actually give you the mind space to feel happy and like notice the little things when you're doing your job, like somebody noticed your sweater or something like that. Those little things, like you notice them more when you have the energy to and you're not like thinking about the next thing. Yeah, but it very much depends on the person because I think we all have different goals and rest is like one of that those like trolls under the bridges that are like, no, you cannot reach this goal until you rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. I think I agree. It depends on the person, but at the end of the day, even if your main goal is to be the person that's always hustling, rest actually helps in the long run with that. So very good point, Sarah. I am curious, and maybe this will have a similar answer, but I'm curious of your thoughts on how essential do you think finding me time is to individual people's success in general? And maybe it's the same answer, but I'm curious if you have other thoughts. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's the same answer um, because everybody has a different definition of success. But Mm -hmm. I do think it is essential no matter like who you are, just because like there's a biological need for rest and sleep and just like calming down so your body can like rejuvenate, rebuild and all that. Um, And, you know, I mean, like people have heard like sleeping is the time when your brain starts making new connections. So like if you learn something during the day, it's when you're sleeping, when it really gets like ingrained in you. Um, So I think it's like pretty crucial for whoever you are, whatever your success goals are. I'm having a hard time thinking which goal it would not be relevant to. So yes, yes, everybody find me time. Yeah, (laughs) everyone do it. Yes. This is the point of the episode. We're trying to convince you to rest more. Even like the micro me time, like, you know, squishing something on your desk or like, I don't know, admiring your houseplants. Like those are all me time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start using micro me time a lot. And I will quote you every time, Sarah. Thank you for this. Yay. So I guess on that note, maybe there are some listeners who still are hearing us say this, our thoughts on this, and they're they're unconvinced that they need to rest. Why? Do, what do you think typically prevents people from scheduling time for themselves? And I guess I will, the disclaimer here is maybe particularly students or early career professionals, because uh, I know families and responsibilities are like two huge reasons of course but in general maybe for people who have the the privilege of choosing what they can fill their plate with what do you think prevents them from making time for themselves yeah I think if you do have the space for me time the biggest thing well okay this is from like personal experience uh Mm -hmm. things that prevent people from scheduling me time is guilt over having time to yourself um and then also just like the awkward feeling of having time to yourself. I think people are just like don't feel comfortable being alone in their own head, having time to think because it's been a while since we've done that. Probably last time was like when you're 10 years old when you're staring out the window during a road trip. Yeah. So I think those two things are the major things. As someone who has mostly filled their day with family stuff, I think the thing that prevents me from me time sometimes is just thinking 
I could do something for my family during this time. Like I could be cleaning something. I could be cooking something. I could be taking somebody to their lesson or I don't know, even though I don't feel like it. So just guilt associated with like family responsibility is something that prevents me and could prevent some people too, especially if they have a job or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you always have time during the day, even if it's the night, like, you know, maybe you choose to go to a party instead of sleep. Probably sleeping would be better because um, you have you have tons of parties to go to in your life. Better for a day when you're not exhausted. Yes. Yeah. No, very good points, friend. I think this this guilt is definitely a, a real big thing. But I actually like your other point too, which I hadn't thought too much about of sort of the awkwardness of having creating and using space specifically for yourself. Because I think a lot of people usually involve themselves in things that involve, you know, everyone else in the world, whether it's like even just being really into a sport and you have like a team counting on you sort of thing, or I don't know, a club or any, any group, most things involve other people. (laughs) So creating time and space for yourself, I think can be a little bit awkward. In fact, I feel like when I sometimes talk about even this idea of like meditating or just like you were saying just staring out a window for five minutes the other day I was talking to a few opalites too about just like watching paint dry like literally like taking the time to do that just thinking about that I feel like people find it odd or for some reason it's just like odd to think about and some people like won't meditate because they think it's like an odd idea to just sit there in your own thoughts so I agree with that that point how do you think like we can get over that as a society I suppose like the awkwardness of being with yourself and only yourself yeah I don't really remember how I did it I remember like I couldn't even like you know how people like dance in the room to music like I didn't do that because it just felt so awkward and Mm. then I think just like doing it and just like shutting up your brain like your brain's gonna be like you're being weird and stuff like that just like putting up the music really loud or like just doing it getting through those thoughts and being like you know, enjoying the end of it, just being like, I feel so good now. Mm-hmm. I think that might help people get over that awkwardness because it feels good. Like we do a bunch of stuff that feel good, feels good, like guilty pleasures and stuff like that. Feel awkward, but like, you know, they're they're totally worth it and they're totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be guilty. It should just be pleasure. Yes. Yes. I agree, friend. I agree. Alrighty, Sarah. Next question I have for you. I have personally heard this a lot in terms of being I guess, like physically healthy, it's better to work out a tiny bit every day, like even a single squat. <laughs> That's better than doing, you know, a full workout one day and then like sporadically forever. Like, you know what I mean? Only every so often. So do you think this idea should be applied to resting? And for a little bit of context here, um, I think that this can, I feel like your micro me time will come up as well with this but I think about like the typical two weeks that people have for vacation in a year I think a lot of companies have sort of like changed that and that now there's this concept of like unlimited PTO and most most people are remote so they can maybe travel a bit more and stuff but most people don't right they have like a few weeks of the year that they like really take off so they do it all at once so what do you think that does to people do you think that idea of a little bit every day should be applied rather than all at once? Or what are your thoughts here? I feel like both are helpful. 
just from my personal experience, like the little bits, they help you stay sane through the day, but there's still gonna be a point where you're just like, I need a break. So that's when like the, you know, two week break, one week break um, really comes in handy just so you can completely reset yourself. And I think that could kind of go with the whole workout idea. Like, you know, if you're just like taking brisk walk every single day and then one day you actually go like lift weights for an hour, you know, you're kind of doing both things. Like you're keeping yourself active throughout every day and then you're building something up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I do think it could very easily apply to resting, Um, just like a little bit every day, uh, little things, like super little things, like the micro one, like squishing. I don't know, whatever else people like. And then slightly bigger things like taking a nap. Like, you know, you should be doing that whether you have a vacation coming up or not. It's not like a trade-off. Just give Mm -hmm. yourself all the rest you need when you need it. Yes. Yes. I think you summed it up beautifully. Whenever you need it, take it. will be good. But forming a habit of resting, I think, in the long run will save this, like, need for a vacation. Like, a complete burnout and then you, like, need to leave for a bit of time if you if you do rest a little bit every day i have a feeling vacation will just be like a more fun thing that you get to do and not like i have to do this because i'm going insane so yes i agree with you all right sarah what our last final question do you have any last words of wisdom for people busy people who keep putting off finding me time for themselves i think i only have like one word which is no do not do that. Um, find the me time for yourself, please, because you're a human and you need it unless you're a cyborg, which probably not. Um, probably not. And then I think something important that I'm starting to find out kind of bundling with me time is self-awareness and emotional regulation. Um, Just kind of knowing who you are, that your me time is not going to look the same as somebody else's because say maybe you're like adrenaline junkie and you'd rather go like to the skate park than take a nap. So, you know, you do that. And then on the emotional regulation side, I think like being able to identify your emotions, being able to like tolerate the awkwardness, being able to like delay gratification, like, you know, not the cookie now, have the nice meal later or something like that. And then being able to like soothe your own emotions too, just like keeping yourself sane throughout the day, giving yourself the break when you need it during the day. Uh, those all come into finding me time because your me time is not just like your body. It's your mind too. It's your whole being. So just finding me time in every single crevice of your being is something that I think busy people can easily do because that's something you don't really need whole chunks of time for. Lovely friend. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. It was great chatting with you. It was lovely. It was lovely. To anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.